to get your sip on. Use your phone and tablet, computer, get your list on. Having fun while entertaining, it's the mission. Drag your mouse to the link and get your click on. Yeah. The topic stay lit, conversation don't quit. A couple wisdom with some humor in it. Uh, nothing gets better than this. So sit back and just take you sip. Sipper, sipper, sippers. We have a special episode just for y'all. Welcome to all tea no shade podcast, where we give you all the tea without the shade. Well, some shade every now and then, especially when we've been drinking. And we will be drinking here today. Mm. And y'all know if you're hearing my voice for the first time, that means our Queen Sipper L isn't with us for this episode. L will most certainly, certainly be back with us very, very soon. <laughs> I can't so talk. I'm already been drinking. drinking already. Man. Already. <laughs> uh, she's handling some um, some stuff. But ladies, don't tune out because we're going to have a great uh, conversation from a man's perspective. Actually, ladies, you definitely need to listen in on this one because what we're talking about is something you should listen to, learn, and also give your perspective of eventually, especially on our All Tea No Shade page. We look forward to hearing from you on there. Yeah, it's going to be dope. We have a, little, a man uh, roundtable for, for the ladies, all men, and we have a special guest with yes. us. We have international recording artist, saxophone, Marlon Booms. Yes, my man Marlon. Marlon. What's, what's up, up, man? What's good? What's good, everybody out there? <laughs> We're doing good, man. We're excited to have you on here. I'm a huge fan of your work. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thank you, I actually, thank you. Um, I don't know how I got introduced to you a couple years ago, um, but I had never really heard you play until um, I saw you at Sushi Alive uh, yep. a few weeks, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About a year and a half, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, damn, this brother is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, I'm sorry, let me say it real quick. When I first moved down here to Florida, I was, I like jazz, I always like jazz, especially saxophonists. And I Googled saxophonists in the Florida area, and you popped up. And I was like, oh, I didn't check this brother out one day. And also, as Jay mentioned, I seen you with Susie Live, right? Seen you there, man. And I was like, yo, this boy is on point, man. Love your music, man. Thank yeah, you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate the support and all that as well. We're all definitely right. gonna get into <clears throat> an interview portion, but before we do that, how was your week, guys? Oh. How was your week? Let's let the guests go ahead and speak first, man. We like to How's let the guests been? inside of here. But it's been a busy week for me. Um, between performing, I do work a nine to five as well. So mm. damn, performing the nine to five. Um, got some shows coming up in the next few weeks, so I've been okay. preparing for all of that. Um, in the studio. Um, got a radio campaign getting ready to kick off with a new single. Okay, okay, okay. doing um, some so, doing yeah. some big things. Are the shows coming? Are they local shows? Actually, I'll be heading out to D.C. Oh, uh, for the uh, weekend. For, oh, see, I'm going to be up there because I'm from Baltimore. Okay. And I'll be up there the uh, 17th, man. Will you be around? I'll be gone by oh, oh, man. My show is on the 6th. Oh, so you're going to July 4th week. That's, this, yeah. that's next week. Yes, next week. Coming Damn. Up. D.C. is good, I love man. D.C., man. It's yes. one of my favorite cities, man. Even though it's been gentrified <laughs> to a max, it's still a dope city. Yes, though. it is. Love it's it. still a dope city. T, okay. how was your week, man? Actually, um... Had a real good week as usual, but uh, I was a little brain fried last night. Let me say that again, brain fried. I'm finishing up my degree in college and uh, I'm doing an accelerated course. And I had three modules that was due this week. And uh, man, all the writing, all the reading and stuff, man, it just, I just need a mental break last night, man. I just kind of like went to bed around about 9, 30, 10 o'clock, man. Yeah, I texted him last night. He was like, yo, what's going on? He didn't even respond. I was like, 9, 5. Like, what the hell? Man, he don't never go to bed that early. I was so out, he was man. knocked out. Yeah. So my week's been um, pretty interesting. Well, let me ask you first. Hey, oh. Jay, how your week been, man? My week has been pretty interesting, actually. Uh, you know, I interviewed for a new position at work. Okay. My nine to five, like you, I have a nine to five. Nice. More like a eight to seven to six, almost, seems like. But that's the life we have to do as we try to build our own personal stuff. You still got to have that stability, right? Got to have so, it. Got to have it. 
So I had an interesting week. Mm-hmm. Interview for that position. Mm-hmm. Hoping for some good news beginning of this week. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Definitely. And I'm a little worried about this Democratic nominee process. Did y'all see mm-hmm. the, the Dem debate this week, this yeah, past week? Yes. Yes. How y'all feel about that Dem debate? Did you watch it, Marlon? Are you a politics guy? I'm not a politics guy, but I've watched clips of everything that was going on. So yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Very interesting. Yeah. How y'all feel about Marianne Williamson and her her comment? You see, the, so the moderator asked her, um, if you were elected president, mm-hmm. what would be your first act as president? And she said she would call New Zealand's prime minister because that prime minister said that New Zealand is the best country in the world to raise a kid. And she would say, oh, no, girlfriend. The United States is the best place to raise a kid. I'm like, really? That's what we're doing. <laughs> What's your thoughts on well, any, of, any of it? Any of it? Well, you, the biggest thing was about Tamala. Kamala? Kamala. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I just want to state on that. I understand what she was doing. Yeah. Okay. But that was back in the 70s. Oh, you mean when she was um, went after Joe Biden? Joe Biden. I'm sorry. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. And we all change throughout the years. Yeah. And maybe some of the things he has said way back then, he'd been in politics for so many years. Of course, um, over the time, a lot of he has changed mm. about himself. But she's very questionable herself, especially when she was uh, a prosecutor down in California. And eventually, you know, that's going to rise up in these um, debates right here. I think what's going to happen personally is it's going, it's not going to come up when it has 20 candidates right now. It's right. going to come up right. when it's locked down come to the later. top yeah. eight. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's when it's yep. going to really hit her. Oh, Biden's like, yeah, I got you, girl. Biden, mm-hmm. Biden has a legit team behind him. Well, he does. And so it's going to be he interesting. So he's tip, he is said to be the number one candidate at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is it Kamala or Kamala? It's Kamala. Kamala Harris? Kamala. Kamala, okay, Kamala. Kamala. She's second, and then Elizabeth um, Warren. Second. I thought Elizabeth. I thought she was. But no, no. At first it they was Joe, out. then um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth and uh, Bernie. Bernie. Right. Uh, Bernie's kind of falling off right now. He is a little bit, yeah. So we'll see, but it's an interesting process for sure. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been my week, Ben. Time for who am I? You who know how I? who am I works, Marlon. So what we're we gonna yeah. do? Normally, this is the role of L, and L <laughs> will typically give us. A guest, I mean, I guess a, a celebrity that's in the news, and it's up to TJ and I to kind of guess who this person is. It's a competition. So, yeah, you are playing against TJ today. This is actually my first attempt at doing Who Am I? Well, you need to break it. It's been hurting you the past couple of weeks. I me know. Beating you, so. yeah, that, oh, <laughs> it's tied right. Typically, it's tied with, with TJ and I. It's 4 4. But yeah, I need to break. I'm, I've been struggling. So, <laughs> no, you've been doing good. So, we're going to see how you do. All right. You ready All for right. this, man? TJ, are you ready? Are you ready? Zippers, are you ready? Let's do this. All right. So this person is an actor. All right. He is 62 years old. Net worth is $390 million. He has four children. One of them is named Colin. He was born in California, still lives in California. Samuel Jackson. No. He's Caucasian. He's oh, oh, now, oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this, man. I'm that one. So <laughs> he's Caucasian. He's won two Oscars. One of them I'm was for... i completely lost now. Now, here we go. This, this is going to help you a lot. He's won two Oscars. One of them was for the leading role in Philadelphia. Tom Hanks. 
Correct. <laughs> I knew that was going to give it away. I knew that was going to give it away. Yeah, that's a good one. So that was his. Do you remember that movie, Philadelphia? Yes. What was that about? It was a while ago. Was that it, about that, HIV? That's the one that had Denzel in it. He was uh, representing um, Tom Hanks. Uh, he uh, uh, acquired AIDS, mm-hmm. HIV. Mm-hmm. And um, as his, it was a very good ethical movie, dealing with ethics and so forth also as well. But real good movie back then. It was a little, I'm going to say before my time, because the first movie I actually remember of Tom Hanks was uh, Big. Big, I knew you were going to say that. Big. Mm-hmm. That came out in 1988. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so Philadelphia, I vaguely, vaguely remember. It's really a good movie. It really, really is. You know, they both gave good performances in the movie. You know what Tom Hanks' first movie was? His first. Came out in 1982. Mm. Splash. That's right. With the mermaid. With um, what's her Splash. name? Can I don't know her name right. The I don't know her movie. name. You know, yeah. I was born in 81, so you know I don't know that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I was born in 80, but I was too young. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, the reason Tom Hanks is in the news right now because his new movie, Toy Story 4, mm-hmm. is in the box office. And so Toy Story is the most successful Pixar Disney movie of all time. Um, so I'm going to go see Toy Story. I want to go okay. see it. They've made $196 million mm. in just a couple weeks. That's good. You don't like Toy Story, do you? No, I like Toy Story. Mm-hmm. I've she been following, you. yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like Buzz Lightyear? You know what I mean? Like Buzz Lightyear, I want to go see it. So that's why he's in the news. So TJ, congratulations. You are the winner of who? You know what? No, no disrespect to you, but it's nice here that Jay say that I am the winner because normally he's salty whenever I went on here. I ain't man. salty. I ain't salty. I just don't like losing. I'm a sore loser. I think our circle of friends are all sore losers. Okay, hold on. Before we go on, man, what we got here to drink? We got a whole Yo, I'm going to tell you something. Let me tell y'all a sip or something, man. Marlon came in here ready to yes. go. He brought us <laughs> some moonshine. Not just one type of moonshine. He got two types of moonshine. Sugarland Shine, Butterscotch Gold Moonshine. What's that one over there, Marlon? That, that, that lighter one. The white one. Sugarland Pina Colada Moonshine. Ooh. Pina Colada. Oh, my goodness. Man. So which one which one are we going to be sipping on first? I say start the Pina Colada because the Butterscotch and this little Dukes and Dame whiskey going to kind of be about the same. So I want to let you be honest. Since All you're the right. honor, you brought it, I'm going to let you open that up. You're going to yeah, crack man. that open. And I want you to pour us a little couple shots real quick before we get into this interview portion. Salute to a good episode. Sipper, right. we're trying to circle in Sipper Moonshine. I never had All no right. moonshine. That's what we got to do as a shot. All right, here we go. Ooh. <laughs> That's really good. Smooth, isn't it? Yes, it is. Wow. That is really good. And I'm not a drinker like that, but this is good, man. I've actually always been sh- uh, afraid of moonshine because I thought it was super strong, but that's actually really good. This is definitely for the sippers. How yes, much it is. How much that bottle, uh, how, much that, how much that mason jar costs? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what you're paying for. But um, Total Wine, not Carrie Sugarland. Um, for mm. a while, here locally in Tampa, the only place you could get it from was... Um, Spotted on Bloomingdale and Brandon, um, Kennedy's Liquors, but um, Total Wine carries it now. Wow! And this bottle here is seventeen ninety nine at Total Wine. I think you might just put me on to something, especially when we're playing some Phase Ten with my friends. We might start sipping on some of them, some of this moonshine. So we're gonna sip on it throughout the day. All right, start the episode for sure. Sippers, it's time to get into the guest interview. Marlon, play a little something for our listening ears, so the sippers can get an idea of what you got. Sunsetties. Mm. 
a little bit now this this is not your new single though right this is the new single oh it is oh, a new nice. single nice it's, it's smooth do you have a whole band and everything is how, how does that production work uh for the single i didn't use the whole band but i do have a whole band um city groove which has been around here in the tampa area for about 13 years now oh wow a little more a little more I like that. I know TJ likes this. This is all TJ right, right here. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is, that's really, that's really Man, dope. I come home from anywhere and I say, Alexa, play this. And I'm always got some jazz on. Normally my Boney James, but... I got to see and check you out more, man. We're going to let that play in the background mm-hmm. as we continue to talk about Mr. Marlin here. So I'm going to give you a proper, a proper introduction. That's <laughs> what we're going to do here on Altino Shane. You deserve it, man. So we have the world-renowned, the international recording artist, the best Tampa Bay saxophonist in all the right, area, right. the smooth, the chill, the tall, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Ugh. The I would take your woman from right in front of you when I'm playing my saxophone. Marlon Boone with us. So, yes. so you've been involved with music, music since the age of 10. Correct. How did you get involved with it? My dad actually played saxophone and was very good um, back in the day. Um, they had a band called Peace Unlimited. Peace Unlimited. Yeah, Peace Unlimited. And he had stopped playing to start taking care of family. Mm. Family came along, so he started working. So the saxophones were always sitting in the closet in my room. Mm. So I would take them out, put them together, and try to play on it, chip reads, broke reads, everything, and just trying to get it. He noticed that I kept putting it out. So he's like, you interested in that? Mm-hmm. So then he started to teach me on clarinet, how mm. to play the clarinet, read music, um, so from my, I turned nine, from nine to 10, I played clarinet. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So oh. that was the transition going from elementary school to middle school. I got to middle school. Now I can get into my first band class. So I showed up with a clarinet. All the guys like, ah, you playing a girl's instrument, uh-huh. you playing a girl's instrument. And I went home crying, came back to school <laughs> the next day with the soprano sax, uh, which looks like a clarinet, but it's a saxophone and uh, it's metal. Um, and the band director was like, no, nah, you can't play the soprano sax in, in band. Like, we can put you on alto or tenor, but you can't use the soprano sax. Mm. So that was my transition from clarinet to saxophone. What's the reason I'm not a mu- I love music, but I'm not by far a musical genius or anything. Like, I can't play replay instruments. What's the reason for them not being able to play? Why couldn't, why couldn't you play that saxophone? You said you couldn't play the... Soprano sax. Yeah. Um, there are not very many parts written uh, in okay. marching band. Ah, or, gotcha. or concert band for that matter. Soprano sax is mostly used for like um, um, saxophone quartets. Okay, okay. So the, the part itself is kind of written out. Gotcha. That's something that I really wish, I guess we don't really understand that. You mentioned earlier your dad started teaching you how to read music. 
That's like a whole nother language. It is. It is. Yeah. It's like a whole nother language. And I see that stuff. I'm like, I have no idea yeah. what this is. Do you think people can still write music the same way it used to be? Or read music? I don't think so. They do. Um, like you said, it, it is a language. Yeah. Um, and, and the more you do it and use it, the more fluent you become with it. Mm. Um, like I have a much better ear than I do with reading music because I don't sit down and look at charts and read through charts and keep up with that. So it's, even though I can understand the language, for me to just sit there and sight read something on point and it's dead on, yeah, I'm going to struggle with that one. But if I hear it, got you. Yeah. I just want to share some with the, um, our listeners out there. Me and Marlon, we talked for a while earlier, and he uh, gave me a nice little uh, tidbit of him that a lot of you probably don't know. He attended Bethune-Cookman, correct? Uh-oh, Bethune-Cookman. Right. You, you got a chant. Hell, Wildcats. <laughs> 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 Hell, everybody else. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but through our discussion, he made a good... Um, he told me a little something that I want to share with everybody. He is one of the original members of the Five Fabulous, I'm sorry, the Fabulous Five Horsemen. That is correct. And they were what, the drum majors, correct? Drum majors, yes. Wow, that's good. So tell us a little bit about that. What was that experience like? That was probably the best experience. I bet um, it was. To this date yeah. in my life. Um, All them girls. Being a, being a drum major. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, but just being able to be a part of uh, something that's historic. Right. Um, I'm 20 plus years removed from college mm -hmm. and I can show up on campus and people run up to me. Yeah. Once they hear my name, they know oh, yeah. exactly right. who I am. Um, so that's, that's, a, good that's a statement in itself that yeah. there was a legacy yeah. left behind. Mm -hmm. um, not so much from all of the stuff that people would typically think about drum majors, but just the part of the history behind it, you know, and just years and years and years have gone on from where it started and where it is today. Mm -hmm. um, if you've seen the movie Drumline, oh, yeah. or oh, yeah. follow um, historical black colleges today, I mean, like, they've just taken marching band. It's a business now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it is a business. And, and the shows that they put on are absolutely amazing. Yes. And I'm just fortunate enough that I was be a part to be at the starting point of that to see where it's going today. How do so, you, um, I know you're going to be a little biased because you went to Bethune-Cookman. But who who would you say is your biggest rival in marching bands when it comes to um, HBCs? It's going to always be FAMU. FAMU is the rival school for Bethune-Cookman. Um, but me, I'm, I love historical black marching bands. Yeah. Um, but there's so many great bands out there, Jackson mm -hmm. State, Southern, Grambling. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. All those bands are right up there in, in the top, and it's – Again, it's just a huge competition in mm -hmm. business now. Yeah. I, I was actually going to ask you, that's one of my questions I have for you, to ask you was, because um, you mentioned you played with a drummer, drum major. How did you, how many, other, how many other instruments do you play? Do you play, so you got the saxophone, you have uh -huh. drums? Saxophone is it for me. Um, okay. I can do a little percussion stuff. Um, I know my way around the keyboard. I'm not fluent with it, but okay. I know my way around the keyboard so I could actually produce some music if I sat down and put my head to mm -hmm. it. Um, but I'm better at percussion and just the saxophone itself. Okay. And I got two good notes, so I don't call myself a singer. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen. I, I, I never heard I, you I, sing. I can hold them two notes now. Yeah, I never heard you sing. You so. should hear Jay sing, man. Oh, bruh. <laughs> the, the best. 
the best. I actually, I'm a pretty horrible singer, but I don't let that stop me, especially in the car. I, I'm sure that shower voice is good. Man, shit, it's, it's the best. It's the best. When I'm in my car, the stoplight, but I'm always jamming out. Uh, so TJ recently saw Boney James perform up in um, up in Colorado. Yeah. Um, are you a fan of Boney, and who's your favorite uh, saxophonist? I'm a huge fan of Boney. Um, that brother got some soul. Yes, yes, he did. Um, For those who don't know, Boney James is a white man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the, the story behind Boney is Bo- Boney grew up in the funk R&B era. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the music that really influenced what, what he is doing today. Yep. And he's an influence of mine just mm. because of his style. I'm more of a, a smooth, um, suave, yeah. sex appeal yeah. um, player. Saxophone player, saxophone player, right? Hey, look, man, real quick, let me tell you the story. Just in case somebody, just in case it went left, but saxophone player. Hey, this is one time, man. We were having this birthday party for one of my friends, uh-huh. right? And we we decided to get to to prize her with Marlon coming in there. Mm-hmm. So it's me and a, it's a couple other dudes, but I'm around a table, a table full of beautiful women. I'm feeling good. I'm like, yeah, boy, I'm the flyest dude up in this piece. Next thing I know, I hear. <laughs> like, this man strolling here. He playing this saxophone. All the women just started looking at him. Remember that scene that Five Heartbeats when the, uh, with uh, that girl in the chair who started losing her clothes? That's how the, all the women did. I was like, this brother just walking with a saxophone. All the women just fall in his lap. Took all the attention Took off. All of the attention. My ego just deflated. I was like, I need, I need to walk around with a saxophone. I don't even know how to play it. That was good. That was funny. Uh, so tell us about your, you have any upcoming, uh, concerts or re- I need to say you're going to DC. DC right. Yeah. Is there anything that you went to, where did you go internationally? You went somewhere with a career? Where'd you go? Went to South Korea. That's what wow. I thought. Yep. South Korea. How was that um, experience? Man, that, that to date, the best travel experience that I've had, oh, that's good. um, treated like royalty. A superstar. Like, I'm superstar, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the time I got to the airport. <laughs> to the time I returned back to the airport. Um, culture was very different because um, I did a lot of reading about the culture before going over there. Mm-hmm. And I got there, it, it was very different from what media mm-hmm. has portrayed of mm-hmm. you know, South Korea and just traveling. So my experience um, was better than anticipated. The Good. culture is very, very traditional. Yeah, um, I was in Itchum, South Korea, um, which Itchum is very traditional. Um, so I got to see a lot of the traditional things um, that the Koreans have done. And I only got to spend one day in Seoul, but going to Seoul and Itchum, Seoul, Seoul was like Miami, LA, New York, uh-huh. combined into one. Really? Like, man, wow. that was so modernized that it was crazy. But Itchum was, you know, traditional, you know, old structures, <laughs> new structures, you know, building up. And it's it was night and day difference. That's so, one of the things that I I think people who don't travel understand is that we have our own set of perspectives of what another country exactly. is. And then when you get there, you're like, wow, right. this yeah. is nothing yes. like I thought it would be. Yes. I've never been to Korea, but when I went to Panama, I didn't think Panama was going to be what it was. Mm-hmm. Panama was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was like a major, major city. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. So tell us a little more about this single, man. How did it come about? How long did it take you to put it together? Like, what's the process for making a single? I want to make, you know, I make my music over here and all T no shit. You're going to hear our main sip here in a little bit. (laughs) 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 So how did the process come about, man? Like, how did that work? Actually, this single, I started this single about eight years ago. Eight Um, years ago. Wow. Eight eight years ago. And the producer that I was working with at the time, Chris Spencer, 
um, amazing producer, songwriter. Um, we started working on a single, and life just happened. Absolutely. He, he got busy, I got busy, and we, we never got a chance to finish it and put it together. Um, so everybody knows if they've been following me that I stream live on Facebook. All the time. Everywhere I am. So Absolutely. if you haven't seen Marlon Boone live on Facebook, you aren't really on Facebook. But <laughs> For real. For real. <laughs> I had this producer, Jay Michael, uh, with Coast to Coast Entertainment Group, LLC, out mm-hmm. of New York. Um, hit me up and he was like, Hey man, I saw your live feed and I kind of want to, you know, get your music. Where can I get your music from? So I'm like, well, I don't have anything out that's, you know, studio quality, but you know, you can find me on YouTube and my live feeds. So I'm like, well, I've already listened to your live feeds. I've been up since three o'clock this morning. Wow. I mean, it's, it's the next day. Wow. And this brother done went through just about every video that I've done for the past two years. And he's like, you got to have something out. And so I went through the whole story of life happening, working with different producers and mm-hmm. the project start, and then they never get finished. And he was like, man, I tell you what, you have too much talent not to have your own music out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to help you with that. I didn't know who this brother was. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to help you with that. Wow. And within 48 hours, he had sent me about eight tracks mm-hmm. that he had produced. Wow. Just kind of sitting in his catalog. Wow. And so the relationship kind of started from there. And we were deciding on what song we were going to release first. Mm-hmm. And so I love the stuff that he had. And I was like, well, I got a song I want you to listen to because, you know, you're coming out. You want something that's catchy, that's going to mm-hmm. kind of grab your audience. Mm-hmm. And most of the stuff that he has was the smooth stuff that I'm known for. But now nah, I'm, I'm coming out, man. I want to yeah. you know, kick the door open. Yeah. So um, I sent him this track. And he hit me back right away like, yo, like, why didn't you finish this track? I'm like. Hey man, life happens. Yeah, you know, I know all about busy, that. I got busy, and you know, time ticked, and mm-hmm. eight years later. Yeah. So, so he went to the studio. He reproduced the track, and when he sent me back what he his interpretation of the original track, mm-hmm. I was blown away. Um, didn't take away from what was originally done, but enhanced, modernized, so that it fits today's you know sound sound. <laughs> But the song itself is completely different than any other smooth jazz song that's out there. And that's what I appreciate about the song. And when you really listen to the song, the song keeps changing and developing. Mm-hmm. And the mindset behind the song was to imagine that you were driving on a coast. Mm. And there's a, a beach. You can see the waves and all that stuff coming up. Sun is setting. Mm-hmm. And you're just driving and, you know. Yeah. Taking your mind away. Yeah. yeah. And that's the vibe and feel that yeah. we were shooting for. And that was how we came up with the title, Sunset East. Absolutely. I like, I like that. I like it. I like it. So <laughs> where can they find it? You can find it on all digital platforms. iTunes, Google, Spotify, Tittle. Um, Tittle? I ain't never heard of that. What's that one? T- you think Titty? Titty? I like I like Titty. Early in the morning. Siri can even pick it up, but you got to say the name a few times before she figure out what you're saying. Right. She, okay. she called me Marlon Boom, Marlon Boont. I mean, all <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> Not Boont. You know. <laughs> That's what's up. But it's on all digital platforms. Okay. All right, Sipper. So y'all go and stream this man's yes. single, please. It's a great track. It's smooth. It's one of those things you can just play around the house, man, for sure. When you're cleaning, when you wake up, when you're about to go to sleep, when you're riding in the car, when you get in the... In the sorry. <laughs> You know, this is what I about this this type of jazz right here. It's just mellow and chill, nice little beat, but it keeps you going, man. It keeps you feeling good. Yeah, you know, and it's 
It's very little uh, vocals to it. Some of them do have some vocals, which I do like sometimes also, but just that saxophone, that sound yeah, right there. Man. I think the saxophone is probably the smoothest. Yeah, it is. It, late at night, you can put on some nice, good sax music, man, and just set the mood, man. Dim the lights. Say sex or sax? Sax. Oh, okay. <laughs> sax leads to. As I was saying. <laughs> Sorry, Al. No, man, but Marlon has some good stuff, man. Please definitely support the brother, but also really enjoy his music. And when you start enjoying it, you're not thinking about really supporting him you're just really doing it in a different kind of way this just comes natural and we're going to get into this into this main sip sippers but what, but if you're a fan of marlon i want you don't judge him on his answers and his commentary here because we all have different <laughs> sides and we're going i'm going to challenge this brother to 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 have some in-depth conversation with us um, on this episode it's gonna be a good one i'm ready all right you know what time it is shay hey tj you know what time it is what time is the tea? Hey, L, you know what time it is. Yeah, you know what's up. Hey, Sippers, do you know what time it is? Rocket. Time for the main sip. The main sip. Hey, it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready, tea ready, drink ready. Get, get your, your get ready, your. tea ready, drink ready. It's time for the main sip. The main sip. It is time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Ah. Ain't it a good little track, Marlon? That's nice. Now I wish I would have brought my horn in with you. Yeah, see? See? I've been vibing out. LB hating. LB hating, yo. Every time we play that on here, we all inside here just jamming to it like that. It's rocking to it, man. All right. So the main sip is... uh, uh, men and the commitment phobia belief. Well, women like to believe, I can say women, most women like to believe that men don't want to settle down, don't want to be committed to one woman only, or don't want to be married till they are old and great, 70 years old. So true commitment phobia is fear of any kind of commitment that involves other people, not just relationship and commitment. It can involve difficulties making important decisions in all areas. My first question to the round table of Ball-headed men in here, minus Shay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that men have commitment phobia or just commitment issues? Why or why not? Because I think most of the time that the guys <clears throat> that don't want to commit, it's because deep down they know the woman is, isn't the one for them. What are your thoughts? So, Do you think men have commitment phobia? As as Marlon pours us some more more uh, got the, um, Yeah. Wait, I'll start off with this. It's not always about a man having a commitment phobia. Uh, sometimes it's just about being the right time for the person as well as being the right person for them also as well. Women work on uh, such a you know, a caring and emotional side mm-hmm. that when they, even a lot of times when they first meet someone new, they're already thinking relationship. You think okay. so? Uh, if if they be truthful to themselves. Okay? We'll be, because, um, because a lot of times, because a mm-hmm. lot of times, if you don't fit what they want for a relationship, you're not even a friend anymore. They're quick to let you go as a friend as well. So if people start developing, just work on developing that friendship, getting to learn each other, mm-hmm. they can see where this may go and give it a chance to grow into something. I think I don't, I try to be, you know, I try to be very, um, I don't want to say non-biased, but I try to see the perspective of the human experience and not just the woman's perspective or the man's perspective. I do think that there are a lot of times that women do lead with the caring and emotional side of wanting to be in a relationship soon. But I do think that there are a lot of men out there that do have commitment issues. I'm not saying they don't. They do. Yeah. You know, they do have those issues. Mm-hmm. 
but that's something that they will hopefully one day grow out of. But a big, here's one that really, and I got to use this, I'm going to say the secret about men, but one thing a lot of men don't realize about themselves, the problem for a lot of men not being able to fully commit because they're always seeking the next best thing. Mm, that's, hold, that, hold that thought because I actually want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what that's, I think. And that's what it is. Marlon, do you think men have commitment phobia or commitment, commitment issues? Or I that say that they phobia? have a phobia. I agree with uh, what TJ was saying earlier. A lot of times it's the approach that comes from the woman. This is my opinion. That comes from the woman. That it goes from friendship to relationship too quickly. Mm. Um, most women already know what they want and what they're looking for. Yep. Mm. And women want to be in a relationship for purpose, mm-hmm. not to be figuring out if I want to mm-hmm. be with that person or not. So I just think that things are escalated more so from the women's side and the guy's trying to fill the woman out mm. to make sure that she's mm. the one for him. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a, a, a phobia, but when you look at today's society, there's so many options. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it Absolutely. even more difficult for them so when you got five or six women saying, I'm ready today. Well, hold on. First like, of all, all of us ain't got six women trying to get us. Only the saxophonists <laughs> have six women trying to get at you. You'll join the club one day. Me and Marlon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get you on the saxophone. You got to buy him a whistle first. You got to learn easily. <laughs> more... More cowbell. More cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't mean to cut you off. Man. Go ahead. Yeah, but you know, it, there's just the men have options. And so taking the time and making sure that you're selecting the right option mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Because gotcha. if a woman meets a guy and she feels that that guy has all the qualities that she's looking for, yeah. she's ready. What are we waiting for? Yeah. Let's, let's make this happen. Right. And the guy is more so, hey, I'm, I'm still feeling you out. I'm vibing with you. You know, things are cool, but, you know, in the back of his head, you know, Susie over here, you know, she was cool too, but, mm-hmm. you know, all right, make him any, let me make this choice or decision. Mm. So I just think that the options are there for men. I wouldn't say it was more so of a, a phobia, but, you know, that's just the way society has taken things today. Mm-hmm. So what I heard from both of you is that, it's not that men have commitment issues. It's that we tend to believe that women move too fast and wanting that commitment when men are still trying to figure out the situation. Both. Both. Because it's, it's not just one thing. Yeah. You know, yet there are some men who have commitment phobia. And I had to realize that when I was younger. I, had a, I met a lot of great young ladies. And I would look back eventually. I had a good friend of mine, Charles Campbell. Had, he pointed out to me about me being... Maybe a fearful, hoe? huh? Being a hoe? Oh my bad, that's me. I'm talking about myself. I was never, I was never a hoe. I was just <laughs> as I was. <laughs> I'll put that title on there. But oh, no, he, he pointed out to me um, about he showed me that I was fearful because he asked me certain questions. Yeah, and he asked me what I like about each of these young ladies and why I didn't settle down with them. And I just told him, you know, I like variety. I like this and I like that. And he asked me which one would best fit me, and I told him which one. He said, "Then why aren't you ready to settle down with her?" Yeah. He said, are you really scared of it? You know, and I thought about it that night. And as I came to a conclusion that morning, being fully honest with myself, I realized I was. And the reason yeah. why I was scared to really commit to her, because I didn't want to let go of all my other options. That's true. And that's so that's, a, that's, yeah. that's I mean, go to what I said earlier yeah. about we are looking for the next best one. Because she best fits one. so many things that I wanted, mm-hmm. but I was still looking for more. Because the truth is, I mean, if we're going to be honest, and it's just, it works for women too. 
we are never going to find a person who has everything that we mm-hmm. want. And so there are some women that gives us 70% of mm-hmm. what we're looking for in a woman or in a man, if the woman's other perspective, mm-hmm. then there's Tina mm-hmm. or or Cherie mm-hmm. who gives us 10% of this, 10% of that. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking for that complete person when in, in, in truth, you have to find that one person who's giving you the majority of the things you need and just right. go for it. Right. But so my question, my thing is this though, how many men and women have actually seen their parents in a committed relationship for a long time. Cause I think growing up that plays a factor, not seeing your loved ones, your uncle or your dad or your mom in a committed relationship. So if we, if we've never seen it our entire life, how do we know how to go about it? My, my, my parents have been together, um, 48 years <clears throat> married. And wow, that's a long time. Yes, it is. Congrats, that's good. Growing up at home. Um, all I saw was my dad work. Yeah. So if my parents had issues, we, mm. we didn't see the issues. Mm-hmm. So my, my dad was a provider. My mom worked. My dad worked. And my mom had such a big heart that she was always bringing in cousins. Like I had cousins that grew up with me, one in particular, at age five. And she lived with us f- until she graduated from high school and went off and um, on her own. Mm. But we always had family living in with us in a small mm. room, mm-hmm. three-bedroom house. Yeah. And I go in that house today and I'm like, wow, this is smaller than most apartments. Like, how do we how do, do it? How do we yep. do it? Yeah. yeah. Just watching that and just seeing how my parents were, mm-hmm. them not arguing, um, at least in front of us, mm-hmm. um, and how they handled things. There was a lot that was hidden from us also that we didn't find out until we were adults. Because mm-hmm. um, I've had those conversations with my mom and especially now my relationship with my dad growing up, I learned more from my mom than I did from my dad. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my conversations that typically would happen male to male, I had with my mom. Oh, wow. So I've always had a woman's perspective yeah. on anything dealing with relationships. Yeah. And the outside part of that for me came from talking to band directors, which were all classmates of my parents, so they knew who my parents mm. were. So I was always that kid that no matter where I went and where I was, somebody was always watching me. Mm. And so I had to act a certain way, be a certain way at all times. But not having that male-to-male conversation with my dad, yeah. there were a lot of things that I missed out on from a father-son standpoint that I was getting from other male figures that were in my life at the time. And so that that, that made a difference for me for looking at relationships standpoint. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of translated into my life today. As I'm an image of my dad, I work mm. all the time. Yeah. But I also have three beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay. 24, 21, 17. Okay. But with my daughters... I talk to them and I keep conversations raw about yeah. relationships and things that they should look out for. Yeah. You know, don't be naive when a man is telling you everything that you want to hear. Yeah. Right? yeah Pay yeah. attention to his actions because his actions are going to have to line up with what his words are. I agree 100%. I, I was hoping you weren't going to say that actions mean more than words because no. people always say that. I'm like, that's some bullshit. Like, Words matter, man, but when it, they don't matter when they're not aligned with mm-hmm. the actions. So I'm glad you right. say that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask. That's, that's situational. There's yeah. times when actions speak louder than words, and also Absolutely. times when words speak Absolutely. louder than actions. Yeah. Shay, you got any thoughts on on relationships and uh, commitment commitment phobia for men or parenting? Well, overall, man, like I really do agree with the whole idea of what you said in the beginning there, where being in a relationship and not really. You're, you can be committed. There's no problem with being committed. But sometimes that person just may not be 
the person the and you realize that and you're able to you're able to provide them all of the emotional care and, and, and activity and all of this stuff but you just at the same time you're like you know what at the end of this day like just not quite right mm -hmm. and sometimes it comes to a boiling point and because they eventually will say i love you and mm -hmm. you're like well i care about you right and that becomes a problem and that's usually right. when some relationships will, will pass like i mean i recently had a conversation with a uh, an, one of my oldest exes and she was just like man i finally got clarity mm -hmm. because we were talking about like our old stuff and like about marriage and mm -hmm. she was like oh well did you ever think about it with me i was like yeah but i thought we came to the conclusion that both of us realized that hey we were both going to be really like not not regretful not uh, but uh We'll have a problem with the relationship in, in the mm -hmm. future so we just decided to separate mm -hmm. you know she got it she she's married now she's all good i'm separate you know we're all good but she still held on to that mm -hmm. even way after that time because she thought, thought that i never even considered like sticking around with her so yeah you know i have a question for everybody on all, mm -hmm. all the men here since we're talking about men phobia and so forth too what things do you think play a part in keeping men from really committing to a relationship I would personally speaking, I can't speak for all men. I definitely can't speak for the men at this table. But for me personally, the thing that keeps me from committing to a woman is her personality. Mm -hmm. Like how if her personality is shitty or she doesn't accept me for who I am, she mm -hmm. is always nagging. I'm not committing to you. Mm -hmm. I'm not committing to someone who doesn't who doesn't have a good personality. Like mm -hmm. we can we can learn everything else. We can learn to each other. We can learn how to love each other. We can do. We can learn how to do activities together. Mm -hmm. But if your personality is boring, or you're an angry person, I'm not committing to it. Mm -hmm. but, what about you, Mo? I agree with Jay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> personality plays a, a huge part in relationships, and it, it took me a very long time to understand and realize what it was that I needed from relationships. Yeah. And per personality, going back to what we're talking about, me being in, in band. Mm -hmm. For me growing up, I've always been in a large family-oriented type setting um, with having bandmates, uh, brothers and sisters that I considered. So those relationships were very important to me. And develop developing relationships outside of that, when it came time for me to select someone to spend the rest of my life with, yeah, you know, that part what I was used to became lacking. Mm, mm -hmm. And when I got married, my wife couldn't understand that. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, because she was like, well, why did you choose this person? Right. And, and not me. Oh, mm -hmm. what I, yeah. yeah. When, I, when I got married, my wife couldn't understand that. So that has always been a struggle yeah. for us to deal with. You know, me just having extra friends. Well, I'm all the friend you need. That's not enough. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, that's the worst. It don't work that way. That's the worst. I hate that. Uh, I mean, I, I have a large family. She has a large family. I got brothers and sisters. You know, everything has always been on a grand scale, grand mm -hmm, stage when mm -hmm. it comes to having friends and people in my life. And it's like that was the one thing that she wanted to go. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's not. There's very few people in the world who are okay trying to be your everything most people don't want that most people don't want that that pressure of having to be everything that i mm -hmm. need in my last relationship man I, we talked about the things happening on the show it's like i had i felt like i had to eliminate certain certain things in order to make the relationship try to be successful because mm -hmm. she wanted to me i was she said, she said it she said you're you're all i need 
I was like, I can't be your everything, though. Like, you got to have your own life. Right. You got to have your own things going on. I can't eliminate the things that are important to me in order to try to make you happy because I'm going to be miserable trying to trying to give you what you're asking for. And so that, that's the big thing. Go ahead, T. What are you going to say about it? Well, my thing is, is for a person who is not really true to themselves because they haven't dealt with their inner issues. Mm-hmm. And, and tr- listen, listen to me on this right here, really. A lot of times we go into relationships thinking we're this certain kind of way. Okay, the same thing with the certain kind of person because that's who we want to be. Yeah. We're not that person yet because a lot of us, we still have issues within ourselves we haven't dealt with. Yeah. And those issues will come to uh, re- reality in your relationship. And then that person who you're with now must help you deal with those things. But you got to realize it yourself. We have a lot of self-healing to do, and we don't do oh, that. Oh, man, so much self-healing We don't to do. do that. And, and we keep, and I see a lot of women, ladies, I'm not talking about you like that, really, but it's the truth. I see a lot of friends, and be honest with yourselves as well, and look at your friends as well, too. Whereas you go from one relationship to another within two, three months, or even less than that. Yeah. And your previous relationship, you've already been cracked a little bit by that relationship, and you can join into another one when you haven't fully healed yet. And you haven't dealt with your issues because you keep faulting and blaming the other person when you need, when you need to look at yourself as well. And that goes for both parties, men, women right. alike. You yeah. know? But a lot of people don't do it in general. They just go from relationship to relationship and bring that same baggage and bullshit, and I got to call out what it is, mm. with them and keep faulting and blaming the other person. And I think part of that, of the whole commitment issues around men, probably plays a factor in what you just said, that there are a lot of men that aren't healed fully either. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, but no one wants to be alone. No one wants to be on a couch by themselves every weekend. People want companionship, right? But you, but so, you, you keep, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry, I'm saying, I, I don't think that, so people get involved with other people when all they really want is the companionship, not the relationship, right? They want the companionship. That's a good one. Yes. And that's okay. Yes. That's okay to yes. say you want companionship. But people are not comfortable saying or accepting the fact, hey, you know what? I just want to spend some time with you. Right. I don't want to be alone. Right. People think it got to be in a relationship in right. order to be companionship. I'm about and to I say that. That's and the you biggest hit, you thing. Hit yes. That's, you hit the nail on the head. They want, they really need companionship right now, but they still think they need a relationship for all of the emotional things that yeah. they bring to that security of the emotion they bring to living, right? You're so right on that, man. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to hit my next one. Um, what does... What do you guys think it takes for a man to commit his life to a woman? What does it take? What do you think? This, this is going to be this is going to be very um, uh, specific per guy, right? I love this. So I'm gonna bring it in the rear, man. I'm coming up on this last. Can you rephrase that? Bring it up in the rear. I'm like I don't like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Marlon. What do you think it takes for one, for a man to commit? I think it takes for a woman to allow the man to be a man. What does that it's, mean? It's, 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 it's that simple. When people meet, you know, everybody tries to, like you said, there's about 70% that you find in a person. You say, I like all the qualities in this person up to about 70%. Mm-hmm. Allow that person to be just their 70% and allow the relationship to grow. You and that mm. person grow together. Mm. Because as we evolve and as we mature in age, those things come into play to where you start to understand what your mate wants, what your mate is looking for. Yeah. So just allow that stuff to happen naturally. Don't go into a relationship trying to change the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of relationships that I've been in, 
that was always my issue, trying to change that person to fit what my needs were mm. instead of allowing them to be who they are and accepting have, them for who point. they are. That's a good And it point. took me a long time to realize that. Yeah. If I can't accept you for who you are and you can't accept me for who I am, faults, flaws, and all, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be together. That's, a, that's 100% on that one. Let me ask you a question real quick with that. And I think we all are guilty of trying to change someone. But are your changes that you're trying to have in that person, are they particular changes to fit who you are and what you want? Or are they changes to help make them a better person? Combination of both. Okay. Because I, I have no problem with, no, with someone trying to help me change to be a better person. Okay. But just to fit who they are and what they want, I have a hard time with that. Yeah, don't try to, don't try to mold me into your ex. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, don't, I don't know. I'm gonna have a problem. I'm gonna find out. Wait a minute. I look, I look, I'm wearing the same clothes your ex was wearing. Well, my my ex had hair. <laughs> Shay, what are your thoughts on what does it take for a man to commit? Well, um, kind of coming in the side 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 uh, direction on this, where a guy has to be settled in what he wanted to accomplish or wanted to be to a point. Not maybe not a hundred percent, but to a point where he feels comfortable in providing X, Y, and Z for the woman, the family, the friends, and you know, developing a, a true a true legacy. I mean, I think legacy has a, a strong part of a relationship. And if you feel like you're you haven't established certain things, the relationship kind of falls in the back burner. Mm-hmm. I like I do like that. I went sorry, I was pouring me a little another drink. A lot of times, men, whatever we and it shouldn't be this way. We should. When we fall in love with whomever, we should be able to just be like, I'm ready. But based on how we were raised, if our money is funny, mm. we mm. don't feel right about taking that next step. Right. But, you know what I mean? But, but, no, you're right. But that's what's part of a man being a man. Because he know that he wants to provide for his family. He wants to provide for his girl. He don't want to be that little, scream my, my word, worse than thing, that sorry ass, you know what? Because they're quick mm. to call yeah. us that. Yeah, yeah. Cheap and so forth, too. He want to make sure he's in a position to do for his lady. Yeah. He don't want to have this lady who needs something to go to somebody else to ask him for when he want to be the one to provide for her. Right. You know. So I definitely agree with that. And it shouldn't always like it shouldn't always be when we say provider. Like we don't want to get boxed into this perspective right. that provider is the one who's making all this money because it no. really isn't about the money. No. We just know that when. when Right. Yes. Yeah. It all, yes. it all plays. It all plays a factor, but for whatever reason, because of societal pressures, men always th- think about the 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 money perspective. Like, well, if I can't take care of myself right now, if I'm not where I want to be, how can I bring a woman right. and her children? At this point, I mean, we're all. How old are you, Shay? Thirty-four. I'm thirty-eight. You are. Wiser men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so finding a woman who ain't got no kids, like that's all plays a factor into yeah, it. So yeah. um, I uh, think for me, okay. Oh, no, no, you, you guys finish. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was saying for me, I think that what it takes for a man to commit to, to a woman is definitely just, I'm really, for me personally, I need her to accept me mm-hmm. and accept my friends. Mm-hmm. Because okay. those two things, I'm not gonna, I'm 100% who I am from the right. very jump. Right. Like I don't lie. I don't, I don't, I don't give you this. They uh, what do they take? Who do they say people catfish, catfish you or a false analogy? Of give you, you to give yeah. you the false person in the You're first right. few months. I am who I am from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and so I want you to accept me who I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't I've dated so many women 
that say that my family and my friends say, Jay, you date down. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know what? This person at that time really loved, accepted me for who mm-hmm. I was. And we had mm-hmm. a good time together. And that's what mattered to me. Mm-hmm. And then they, they can mingle with my friends. Mm-hmm. That was all important to me. So if I, if I can't, that's what it takes for me to commit. Yeah. Um, what are you about to say? Oh, man. I, I want to touch on something. You and I had a conversation before, mm-hmm. before I go into what I got to say. But I've said this, and ladies, and to our listeners, please take this for... Uh, what it is, but not what you might think it might be, because I'm going to explain it in a minute. I've always told Jay that they all come back. And that, is, come that back. is not meant to be a conceited thing. What is meant is right here, when people know that you are a good person, mm-hmm. right? you're a good character, good heart, they may at that time might not fully be able to accept you then, and they'll mm-hmm. leave you. Mm-hmm. But ask yourself how many men or women came back to you because they knew point. that you was a good person. Right. So it's not meant to be conceited at all. It's meant that you know that you're a good person, and eventually, after they go ahead and play play around a little bit and get dogged out a little bit, everything right, they'll come back. And ladies, ladies, women will—they can testify to that. Yeah, of Think, course. Ask yourself, ladies, how many times have you received a random text a year later from someone you dated? Hey, yeah. what, hey, big head, what's going on? That's right. Because they realize <laughs> they realize that you was a good ass person, but they weren't ready for it, and they had they had, I got I got yeah. to step away from it. So here's mine on, on on the question, and uh, I'm gonna explain this one also. It takes for a man to have lost love to gain love, and I'm not saying all men, okay? And I'm gonna say it for this reason right here. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we are still boys in relationships. Mm-hmm. And we don't respect and don't even understand and see what you're fully giving to us because mm-hmm. women are mature and we're not to your level yet for love. Right. But once we had a taste of you, mm-hmm. good love, good old taste the, t- the kind of love that we know that we really, really need in a relationship, taste once we lost that, now it, we feel it. Yeah. And for a lot of people to have learned, they have to experience it, to feel it, to see it, to respect it, and to be accepting of it going on in the future. For a lot of men, a lot of men out here, I'm not saying all at all. They must have, not must, but when they have lost love, then they learn how to love afterwards. I would say understanding. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you can lose it, but you can, under, you can understand it. Like, I would say, like, you, I, my counteractor is you can understand it even without losing it. So sometimes you may not, you might get that love and realize what love is even outside of a certain relationship. Because, I mean, from my experience, I got three primary loves that teach me three different things mm-hmm. about love to the point where I have my own conception of what love is now and so when i'm inter when i'm now i'm able to recognize it mm-hmm. now i'm able to experience it and now i'm able to to, to reciprocate mm-hmm. appropriately so that's what i'm saying like you don't have necessarily have to lose it but you just have to recognize it see it's, but it's that well you know and you're right i'm not saying you're wrong but for a lot of people it's that experience that brings a lot more value to them okay and by them going that then just like i mentioned before on my facebook page earlier this week well last week for one of my things it said about opinions when you bring your opinion to something have facts to it to add value to head add better value and understanding to it also as well but you know, you're right some of us you know some people like i said not all men but like you you know i know you're more down to earth cool guy and everything right yeah you probably like look i'm already ready for this okay you know because i know what i'm going to bring to the table you know but a lot of men not on your level either it they're took still, me a while to get through that. that yeah, that point. yeah. I mean, it took me a long while. Yeah, it took I was me a long still, time. man. I was one of the biggest, <laughs> friendliest guys out here. <laughs> so, so, uh, <laughs> TJ brought up a great point, though. Experience. What, what are we taking from these experiences? Yeah, yeah. Mm. What are we using to better ourselves from the experiences that we have, so we don't keep falling into the same exactly. type of relationship? Exactly. Yes. Relationship when you go to a different relationship. So yes, take, yeah. taking those good parts mm-hmm. and compiling them. 
and growing as a person, mm -hmm. men and women, growing as a person, mm -hmm. so that when you step into that next relationship, yep. you understand and do things differently. My man. We get set in doing things repeatedly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And wonder why it failed. Yep. So here's, here's, a, here's a question. I want y'all to answer this honestly. Or not really a question. Tell me a time where in the past, when you committed to a woman, and why did you commit to her? Tell me a time in the past where you committed to a, a woman. Because again, I'm talking about commitment phobia, right? Say men don't commit. Maybe the reason why you committed to the particular woman will help other women understand why you did it. So tell us a time in the past when you committed to a woman and why did you commit to her? Anyone? <laughs> My past, I committed to a woman. Um, at that time, I thought that she was everything that I needed as a companion. Mm -hmm. Everything could, like what? What does that mean? I could be myself. There was no judgment. Um, for those that know me, know that I'm a very quiet, reserved gentleman. Mm -hmm. And she brought out conversation out of me. She was able to talk to me to where we had conversations, She in-depth conversations. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that I do on a regular basis. Yeah, and yeah. It, it requires a special person to be able to just grab me and hold my attention to mm. have a conversation. Mm. And she was able to do that, allowed me to just be me. When I needed to be reserved and sit back and chill, mm -hmm. you know, she understood that. Yeah. Just it, it wasn't something that was spoken. She mm -hmm. just understood me right. and, and, and knew who I was. You know, women have that quality about them, man. And it's really a beautiful thing. Women are really beautiful, especially because of relationships, because we men learn a lot of relationships from women. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to my little story. And actually, <laughs> I was just talking to Jay, <laughs> talking to Jay last week about um, a young lady I was seeing in the past, and she had got on me about me not fully committing to her. And that night, I really felt it. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? From now on, I'm committed to you. Because I, I realized how much she really, really loved me. Yeah. How much she really wanted to be with me. Mm -hmm. And that night, I said, from now on, I'm yours. Yeah. I said, I'm not playing no games no more. I'm fully committed to you. I said those words to her. I'm fully committed to you. Yeah. And I felt good going to sleep. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then I woke up. That next day, I was leaving the firehouse, and for some reason, something told me, go to the right. Now, I live towards the left. I went to the right, and I, I rode up the street, and all of a sudden, I almost got into an accident. It was a car coming down the street. It was her, okay? So then she said she wants to be together that night. I was like, good. It was a Friday night now. So I said, okay, give me a call when you get off of work. That night, I never heard from her, all right? Come to find, I'll make a long story short, I ended up finding her car up that block late that night, all night long, and I never talked to her that night. That mm. morning, I was doing my little, my little young boy stuff. I stayed there all night long, man, crying in the car, called my buddy, <laughs> man, I'm going to get her. I was crying my ass off, right? Watch her kiss the guy in the morning mm. and leave out. Wow. Mm. Ain't so that some shit. sometime, ladies, when you wonder why men don't do some things, sometimes it's also your actions. And I'm not saying for all women, mm -hmm. but it is true. Don't say and say, no, not me. A lot of times, yes, you. But the truth is that I caught her mm -hmm. and it really hurt me to my heart. Uh, you know? A lot of times the reason people don't commit is because of past experiences that they've had in other relationships. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, I don't want to go down on that road ever again. Like, I don't want to feel that hurt. I don't right. want to feel that pain. So a lot of people have that fear of commitment, but that goes back to if you're living in fear 
then you're really not healed from your past. And so you have to make sure you heal from that. And I'm trying to think of well, in the past, you know, why I committed to, um, in my 20s, I was not very good relationship material at all. Um, in my 30s, I made a huge point to make sure that I was a, a good man, focused on being in a, in a good relationship. And most of the times when I, I dated or committed to one woman, it was because going back to the point where you said, it's like she allowed me to be me, right? Like she didn't nag me. She didn't try to change me. She didn't say, oh, you play the video game too much. She didn't say, oh, you work out too much. She didn't say, oh, you spend too much time with your friends. She, she was like, you know what? I just enjoy being around you. I enjoy being around you, and I enjoy having having our time that we have together. And at the end of the day, I think most men, that's all they really want. They just want to be with somebody who they can have a good time with and not be stressed out. Because we have enough stress already in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last thing we want is to be stressed out by a woman. And I think from a, from a woman's perspective, I'm sure, I'm sure they don't want to be stressed out by their man. You know what right. I mean? And so... That's just how I feel about it. But why do y'all think women have an easier time committing than what men do? Women are more emotionally driven. Okay. That's the truth. Okay. That's the y- truth. Y'all going to expand on that? You just, you just, <laughs> just going to throw it on the table and that's it? Like, how does that develop, though? Like, just naturally, that's what they are, you think? Or is, it, is that something that's taught to be... Because my perspective is what I think is... is I had the conversation before. It's like, as boys, right... Growing up, we're taught to to go to school, work, graduate, make good money, get married, take care of your kids or your family or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's just that's what the, those are the goals. Marriage is never really the first goal that is taught to little boys. It's mm-hmm. work, school, then family. Women or girls are taught or, or to grow up to get the knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. Right. To, to find the king, to find the prince, to your aspiration should be to get married. And I wonder if part of that is why women are more easier or more ready to commit than men is based on the teachings of their upbringing. I base this off of, of my upbringing. I think women from an emotional standpoint are taught love different than men. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. As a child growing up, if I cried, boy, suck it up. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop crying. Mm-hmm. It, it, it wasn't don't show emotions. And even to this day, I still struggle with showing emotions. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a very emotional person yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, it has to be something very tragic for my emotions to even kick in for me. And I think from a woman's side of it, they're taught love and it's okay to cry. It's okay to Absolutely. to show your emotions. And that's something that's been going on generationally for years and mm-hmm. years and years and years. Yeah. And it may even come down to being a race thing. Mm. Because if you look at the other races out there, mm. their approach and perspective of love and emotion is completely different than what you see in the African-American community. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that does play a part in it. We're taught to be hard. We're taught to, you you don't struggle. Suck it up and, and figure it out. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. Go ahead, T. I see you smiling over there. Like, smiling like a chess cat, as they say in the country. <laughs> no, what he's saying is true. You know, a lot of it is our upbringing. What we're taught on how to be as a man and a woman uh, from childhood to adulthood. And it comes a time for us as we become adults to learn ourselves uh, some of the, I don't want to say we call them fallacies, but some of the things we learned when we were younger that may not really be applied to today's society. Mm-hmm. You know, because... I had you and Jay and I talk oftentimes, man, and I had to sit here and make some change within myself ethically about a lot of things that I was taught 
when I was a kid to today that don't fit with today's standards, but it still fit within me certain standards. And I would deal with being a man. And just like you said, you know, I was taught don't cry about this, don't cry about that. And I look at some of the advice I got from a lot of men in the past about how a man should be. And of course, a lot of us, I look at it now, it doesn't fit in today's generation. But then I also look at a lot of these posts that these ladies, which get on my damn nerves, are posting on social media about what a real man is. And I got to say this, how do you know what a real man should be? You know what you want a man to be, but it's different for everybody. Yeah, you know? yeah. That man know who he is. Don't let your, your perception of a man, you know, for, for us men, don't let another person's perception of man, this really was my word for the day, but I'll go to it right now. Don't let their perception of what a man should be define who you are because you are your own man. And just like we all talked about, if a person can accept you for who you are, what you become, then there's no need for it to be. Yeah, it's hard to to break break from what you're taught. And I think women are, are part of that process as well. It's hard for them to break it away is. from what they've been taught. And most women, no girls, were, are, were taught to allow the man to be the breadwinner, to, to pay for everything, to, to um, you know, to be the provider. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, like you said, Marlon, to cry and to be emotional and to, to be that part of mm-hmm. it. And men, we, are, we, we aren't taught that, that aspect of it. And so we're taught to be non-emotional and then as we get to adults, women are saying, well, I need that emotional side. Well, most men don't know how to do that. Like it takes time to to self-reflect and to become the man that we are. But so many people don't want to give the person the time to evolve. Right. Mm-hmm. And it works both ways. We have to give women time to evolve and to change in their perspective mm-hmm. of what a real man is or what a real man brings to the table. But so, the problem is. It's too, people are getting so much misinformation mm-hmm. from so many different sources that they're not developing their own story of what a person or what a man should be or what a woman should be. You know, you, you, made, you made a statement just now about a man should be able to cry and show his emotions, correct? Mm-hmm. Should a man cry and show his emotions in front of a woman? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I, I, I think so. But I think it has to be balanced. Okay, like you, can't, you can't cry... Every Sunday, when you're watching uh, History <laughs> Channel or whatever Hallmark or whatnot, but I think that I think there's power in being empathetic. So situational to answer crime, mm-hmm. right? So let's say and say you and your ladies are having an argument, and in this argument, mm-hmm. she's women get into that dominant role at times. Also, mm-hmm. should a man cry? Why is he crying though? No, no. Let's say and say she said she she dropping some some truth on him mm-hmm. about something he did, and she's coming off very very strong. Should a man shed tears? You better not say yeah. All I can look, no. At that point, no, because exactly. mo- most women are going to consider that being a soft dude. And he's Thank you. Enough. At that moment, mm-hmm. yes. So th- there, there's balance in when yes. a guy should be emotional. Right. Um, yes, I agree with that. So I, agree. That, that's, I agree. Thank you, my <laughs> Because there's, like, like, there's times, because when she's being that dominant, you better not shed a tear. Because yeah. now oh, you, you are a weak-ass man to her at that time. And from that one situation... Never from it. Never. Never. And if a lady is honest, she knows that's the truth. But yeah, a man should shed tears. There's nothing wrong with a man shedding tears, you know? And, I, and still keeping it real yeah. on how he should be with shedding those tears. I, I, think, I think it's empowering for a man to be emotionally balanced. Most yes. men aren't emotionally balanced. Right. And we're not emotionally balanced because we, we weren't raised to be emotionally balanced. And so it takes self-reflection and understanding, okay, 
I need to be more in touch with who I am. Emotions are part of who I am, but I also need to balance mm-hmm. it for the right situations at the mm-hmm. right time. No one wants a cold-hearted person mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. That's men and women. Like, I don't want a cold bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm sure don't a woman want, what's the opposite of a, a cold young lady? I don't want no cold young lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. But yeah, so here's my last my last question for the table. He came prepared today, man. He's ready for you, Mar. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we gotta, gotta make, you know, I have big shoes to feel. Yeah, I know, man. L L, yes, so yes, I have, we do miss you, but, L. But even though I feel like I ask most of the questions in every episode, and y'all do most of the talking. But <laughs> so I think part of the reason men are hesitant to commit is because we feel like we're going we're going to be giving up more than the woman will. But is that accurate? Don't women give up just as much as men do? You think about it like from a wet, uh, marriage standpoint, right? We talked about this mm-hmm. earlier. Men, I think, tend to think, well, I'm giving up all my women. I'm giving up all my... Uh, if, I, if we get a divorce, I'm giving up half my money. I'm giving up all these things. Do you think part of that reason is men don't want to commit because we're giving up so much, we're giving up more? Or is that a false? Is that a false belief? Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. I'm going to say a false belief. Okay. Um, when you think about a relationship, it's not always about what I'm losing on the end of the relationship mm-hmm. because going into a relationship, it's more, for me, it's what am I gaining? Absolutely. And going into that relationship, if I'm gaining something, if, that, if she's making me a better person, completing me, you know, we're building each other. We're, you know, want to be that empire. Yeah. You know, build that empire, you know, be yep. that Beyonce, Jay-Z. Um, and that, it's out there. Yeah. It just requires finding the right person who's willing to allow you to be you, mm-hmm. driven, motivated, and able to work together. Mm. Because just like on the flip side, a man wants a woman to support him, but the man has to also support that woman. 100%. 100%. And if there, there's no support there, there's no definitely not going to be any growth. But they also have to allow you to support them, right? Because there are some people who don't allow you to support them. They're just like, well... Cause you see the areas that they need support in, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, baby, this is what this is what I can do for you. This is what I can help you do. That. Oh no, 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 I got it. Or they don't take your advice, or they don't take your guidance. That you know that you can, you can, you can help him, right? Because every relationship, you should be able to identify the areas that your partner is lacking that you can actually step into and help. Because we all don't have all the answers. We all don't have the solutions. So we should be able to take advice from our, our partners. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, that's a good... You know what, baby? I, I suck at this. Right. So help me. Humble yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, so 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 Marlon thinks it's a false belief that men don't give up more than women. TJ. Um, there's two things in relationships that... Well, give me the political answer. I want the, I want the, the, the truth. Give me the truth because I did my research on this, man. No, really. There's two things. There's things that women like to have and also men like to have. Mm-hmm. We as men like to have our freedom. Okay? And I'm not saying women don't either. Okay, I'm about to say. You know? I'm not, no, no. <laughs> right. Follow me on this. Okay, remember, this, this is not everyone, everybody, but this, just think about all this right here. Women like to have their individuality. Mm-hmm. And when a man feels like he's in a relationship, he feels like he's giving up a lot of his freedom because now he's answering a lot more to her. He has to follow mm, a lot of what mm, she wants and what mm, she desires him. He yeah, can't yeah. really have the freedom to go and do as he pleads with his boys and stuff that much anymore. Mm. He gives up a lot of his freedom. Mm-hmm. A woman gives up a lot of her individuality because now that man's a little bit more domineering, not saying dominant, but a little bit domineering. And she humbles himself, herself to him. Mm. And a lot of times women like to accomplish a lot of things on their own because it makes them feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. that's something that we both give up in relationships. Mm-hmm. A man gives up a lot of his freedom. Women as well, mm-hmm. but more so men. Mm-hmm. Women give up a lot of her individuality. 
Mm-hmm. Men do also as well, but more so women. Gotcha. And when we look at those two things right there, it's really a truth to that because if you really think about it, we men like to have, again, like we talked from earlier, a variety of women when we're younger, when we're yeah. out there and stuff, to be able to come and do as we please, go play ball for our boys, do whatever. But when you're in a relationship now, you don't have that freedom as much. Women don't mind a lot of times mm-hmm. cutting back on their freedom, mm-hmm. but they don't always want to cut back on their individuality. That's a good point, Shay. Because, oh, it's like, go ahead. No, no, real quick. Because it's important to a woman to have that because she grows as a woman by accomplishing things herself. And a man must also allow her to do that and, let, and help provide her the way for her to continue doing those things as well. Yeah, I think it's false, man. That's a false belief. There's a ton of false beliefs around relationship between, between men and women. First of all, <laughs> let me try to talk deeper to me. Oh, I ain't. No, I ain't. <laughs> what, it's what's, not a, that. what's a false belief? You saying what? I'm saying a false belief? No, or, no. Oh. The, 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 <laughs> no initial statements, right, okay. the initial statement's false. I mean, that's why we brought it up because it's a very contentious point of, oh, well, if I decide to join myself to somebody else and I'm losing everything. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, it's, you should always be looking to the future mm-hmm. in, in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. If you're looking into a future relationship as the end already, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I have to have a prenup because, you know, I want to protect everything beforehand. Sometimes that's the negative. That's not saying that a prenup is bad. I had a huge argument with one of my uh, potential, like, I was going to, like, I was really considering being, like, married to this woman. Mm-hmm. Um and we got in a big argument about the prenup. And I was like, it was just, it's, to me, it was just a normal step of getting married. Like, mm-hmm. hey, prenup. But for her, it was just like never in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes down to what are you, what is a man giving up versus what a woman is giving up, I think you hit it on the, in the head on the nail. Like, it's a lot of that. That's a huge part of it. And you shouldn't think about a relationship as to what you're giving up. It's, mm-hmm. You could think of what that person is bringing to you and fulfilling in you mm-hmm. and around you. Um, what you guys can create in terms of the empire um, that Marlon was discussing. Mm-hmm. So yep. I just you know tell everybody like, yo, when you go into a relationship and you want to commit, like, go ahead, jump off the cliff and be real. <laughs> there you go. Like you're gonna grow those wings that you need to grow on the way down, mm-hmm. uh, and you're gonna soar. So let it mm-hmm. let it fly. I like that. You do want to fly, swim, or sink. I like that. AJ, real quick, man. No, answer is no. All right, but no. You and I have often discussed about the three steps in relationships. Mm-hmm. I think it's be a good time to to sit and share those. So my belief, and I think TJ agrees with me, mm-hmm. is like in the dating phases, like there's different phases. So when you're 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 in the first phase, you're dating to get to know someone. Like you can date whoever you want, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you want. I, I'm just letting you know I like you. Hopefully you like me. And we're dating. Then dating and whatever. Dating and whatever. And whatever. Dating and whatever. Nobody's business yet. Right. Nobody's business, but the person in whatever. Right. Once you develop, okay, I'm really feeling this person. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I'm want. i going to cut off the rest of my people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you and say, hey, I want to move into this exclusive phase of where we're just focusing on, on whether or not you and I can be in, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not, we're not in a relationship. We just want to eliminate other Distractions, um, distractions right. so we can focus on us. And then once you get to that part, if you decide that this is someone I can see myself being with for mm-hmm. the rest of my life or whatnot, then you commit to a relationship. There you go. And that's that's a good example of how to develop a relationship because you're taking the time to get to know each other. No pressure. You're not rushing to know. You're right. No pressure. Mm-hmm. No, um, well, I, I, I thought or I assume or I felt. None of that right there. You're fully communicating to each yeah. other about how you feel and what you feel in this really in, in our growing friendship. So... I yeah. like that. Go ahead, Shay. Uh, that reminds me, like, uh, recently I was listening to another podcast um, by Timothy Delgado. Um, and on there, they were talking about open relationships. Mm-hmm. And one of the statements was around, along that same line about the fact that 
sometimes open relationships work for certain people right. because it provides that opportunity to learn about the other person without worrying about oh, where you at or what you're doing right. or you coming home, what blah, blah, blah. Who, who's that? Who you're talking to? It's just we, we have a connection. We mm-hmm. acknowledge our connection mm-hmm. without you know putting any extra onus of, oh, we are committed and it has to be forever. It's just like we don't know it's forever yet and right. you won't know. Right. Sometimes, you know, there's like, like any advice, it doesn't apply to all people. Your mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yep. <laughs> but you got to give yourself time to explore and understand the other person in your situation mm-hmm. because it's so easy to be like, oh, well, yeah, I had this experience. I had that experience. Oh, I saw that happen. Mm-hmm. I saw you do this. But um, even amongst your own friends, you like we all have different interactions with each other like Mm -hmm. hey me and jay's interaction is different from me and uh, tj and me and marlon it's like certain things about that person you might piss you off and you can't stand them but they're cool as hell with somebody else exactly and so can you can you fully grasp and understand your needs and wants and can't stands and match them to each other Mm -hmm. that's what you need to go through good point good word one thing i would say about the time thing is that we also shouldn't limit ourselves. Like I, I don't want to get to this belief that 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 men need a whole lot of time to commit. That's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Like when your souls connect with someone, don't worry about the time. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. Go for it and do it. And that's going to vary from different people. Do y'all think women have commitment issues as well? Not as much as men. Okay. I would say they have. No, go ahead, Mar. Go ahead, Mar. I'm gonna say it depends on their experiences. Mm-hmm. Um. Because there's always fear. Yeah, that's and if a woman has been scorned um, mm-hmm. from previous relationships, mm-hmm. there's always a fear that even when things are going good with the new person, that something's going to happen. Because at that yep. point, they're looking at, okay, this is too good. What's wrong with them? Let me mm-hmm. find something mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. And they create all these different fallacies yes. in their head. And at that <laughs> point, it challenges the relationship. TJ having an orgasmic no, moment no. right now. Because <laughs> I'm laughing at you. Got me and Shay is like, you know, Marlon's on point with yeah. that. That happens. And ladies, you may not, you may just, I'll tell anybody, be honest with yourself. A lot of times you see in other people what they do, but not what you do. You do the same thing that they do a lot of times. And when you see and call yourself out on it, make yourself better and stop doing those things, man. Last thing I'm saying on this topic, we're going to move forward is ladies, listen to what men are saying. A lot of times men will tell you exactly what they say, how they feel, but y'all don't want to believe what they're saying. And so you have a table right now of four different men with different perspectives telling you about how men feel about commitment. Don't brush it off as it not being true and try to develop your own narrative around the subject. Yes. Listen to what's being said and decide whether or not it has any truth or validity to it. All right. So that's a great main sip, man. Yeah. I want to also say, man, we all sound good on the mic right now, too. We sound like some some professional studio quality yeah, secret we, we, garden. We really, we really, really do. Oh, like wow. So you guys <laughs> all right. So here we go, Marlon. We're moving into another segment of the show where it's called That Sounds Familiar. That sounds about right. So what, what's about to happen is... I have chosen five songs for you and TJ to guess who it is. You can either guess the name of the artist or the name of the song before one another and before the sippers. Now, 
I suck at this. Don't worry. Don't worry. Because your partner to your left sucks at it, too. <laughs> so he's a sore loser, right? He sucks at it, too. So, but the good news for you, both of you, because I knew that both of you were wiser men than Shay and I, mm-hmm. that I decided to go a little bit older towards the end of these five songs. All right? So... This is really quick. Sippers, as y'all know, you can find these songs on the All T No Shade Spotify playlist, all right? We do not own these songs. We do not have any claim to these songs. We just love the songs. We love the artists, and we want y'all to show them love. So go stream them, go and play them, go from there. That's a dope-ass playlist as well. This first song came out in 2019, all right? I'm going to get to the old ones later. This is a new song. Listen to the voice. Testify. On his new album. He's from New Jersey. I thought you would know this, T. Sound good though, right? I don't know. Bilal? No, no good guess though. Mm-hmm. So, y'all don't know? D'Angelo? No, no not no, D'Angelo. No, it's not D'Angelo. His first song, first album was called The Love Reconnection. Oh, Raheem DeVar. You know Raheem DeVar. You Yes, Raheem DeVar. Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's hot. I'm about to go check that one out. Yo, yeah. I love Raheem. And I'm like saying, I know, I hate this. This is why I hate you this. You know this the voice. Also. I know the voice, but I'm like. Man, that's right. Simple, simple, like, you know, no, the had, music had been going for it. Mike's well, but it wasn't Mike's well's voice. Nah, uh, <laughs> no, but it, it had a similar vibe yeah. to it, though, for sure. So that's a, he got a new. He dropped a new. So one? he dropped a new album Ooh, out. A new album out. out. Um, right. that, that's called Just Right, and the name of the album is called The Love Reunion. So that's Raheem Devon. I had, a, I gave him that one. You Sally. did, but I, I was like, the voice <laughs> sounds familiar. I hate this, man. Ah, all right, so one's it, one's it. So this next song uh, is also 2019. This guy is from. I'm gonna tell you where he plays, Shay. Well, he was on the BT Awards. I guarantee you he's the next big artist to blow up. Oh, I mean, it sounds like John Legend a little bit. I know it's not John Legend, but he's sounding a little Legend. bit. I don't know. No clue. A new artist, right? From New Orleans. Yeah, no, I don't know. But it is nice. How smooth is that beat, though? That is nice, man. All right. Who's that? This is Lucky Day. Lucky Day? I actually played this for you a couple weeks ago. I don't so know the name, is, but okay. This is a young man named Lucky Day. He's from New Orleans. This is the name of the song. It's called Late Night. That's, now, what's the song? Was it the same song? Same song. Same song. But that is nice, yeah. All right, okay. so it's still one zip. All right, now we're going to move into the old school. Let's do this. You ready for this, Mo? We're going to move into All the right. old school. This next one came out in 1982. All right. 1982. Oh, man. I, I, Come on, Marlon. You don't know Marlon? <laughs> the Barge. Yes. One of the Barge boys. <laughs> People it's actually the Barge. The Barge, yeah. 
Dun, dun, man, I used to dun. like the barge, man. Everyone did. Yes. Everyone did. This came out in 1982. This is called uh, All This Love. Yep. All This Love. So who was better, the Jackson family or the DeBarge family? Jackson's, man. Are you sure? Uh, the barge had a, a pretty dope they, uh, year. I'm not saying they didn't, but I did love the, again, back in the 70s. Other than, Mike, other than Michael and uh, Janet, who else? Jermaine didn't do that much. Jackson well, Individually? Five. Or you talking about, you talking the about family. The family, family, family. Overall? Yeah. I'm going with the Jackson because that's where my yeah. name came from. I got okay. Marlon and Jermaine. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I did not. I, I did not know that. MJB, baby. <laughs> so it's two zip. Marlon, you got to get this one, bro. You got to get this one. Come on, man. This one came out in 1988. It's Keith Sweat. No, day. but close. Night and day. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll be sure. Yep, yep, I'll be sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but I smashed the brother up in here. <laughs> you finally met somebody who was worse than you. I want you next. I'm you out. Yeah, this is, this is I'll be sure night and day. Came on in 1988. Which record executive producer discovered I'll be sure? Was it? Quincy, was it Quincy Jones? Yeah, Quincy yeah. Jones. Yep. Quincy, Quincy Jones. Jones discovered him and, and found and kind of blew him up. Quincy is super cocky, but that man, he has a reason to be super Did cocky. Did you see his documentary? That, well, Amazing the, documentary. Yes, it was, man. Amazing yes, documentary. Was. He was a player. So, TJ, you are the official winner because L's not here this week. So, congratulations. L couldn't handle me today. Congratulations. She on me today. I would have been all on her today, man. Did you win last week against her? Or did she? No, it was tied up. I think she ended up winning at the end. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. did. Not last week. Week before last. We didn't have an episode last week. So, but what we're going to do, though, because the sippers might be tied. And I want you to try to get at least one saxophone Marlis. <laughs> All right? So, we're going to play another one. Come, saxophone Marlis. Marlis. Oh, saxophone Marlis. <laughs> <Marlis. laughs> this one came out in 1981. TJ, you know these. Oh, <laughs> TM. Wow. Yeah. TM. I didn't say the name. I didn't say TM. You know who it is? You know who this is, man? I know the song. I mean, give you your hand. Rick James. Yeah. But the, but the, the lady with him. Who's the lady? <laughs> Tina Marie. Tina Marie. <laughs> Tina Marie. I'm this, is, that one, man. this is Square Marie. Biz. Square Biz. Square Tina Biz. Marie. Y'all yeah. want one more? This is old. This is an old classic. I am terrible. We see with names. That's okay. Oh, though. That's okay. Lyrics. It's okay. Whenever we doing this this portion of the show, I all be like, I know it, but I'd be right off, and then I'll be like, so and so, so and so, and she be throwing me off with the names and stuff, man. But one see, more. I don't. I normally don't go in the eighties when when L is here. L wasn't born until yeah, nine. I would take care. Of it. Go ahead, man. Let's get one so more. This last one came out in nineteen eighty five. Prince. <laughs> no. It's not Prince? No. Whoo, hold up. Oh, I know this is. Oh, oh Sheila. Oh, yes. <laughs> but you know what? When I was reading this, I was like, the name of the band is Ready for the World. Ready for the World, right. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is Ready for the World? You ever heard some of that music back then? All I know is Oh, Sheila. Oh, uh, no, they got some more, man. Uh-uh. They got more? Yep. Let <laughs> it ride yep. out for a little bit. Yeah. They were jamming, that, that though. Was the sound of the 80s. Yes, it was. 
1985, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Wow. Yeah, There's some dark skin brothers, man, though. They had some Jerry Curse girl juice messing up everybody couches, man. All right. That, that's that's the that's it for that. Sounds familiar. Separate. Hope you enjoyed that round of the 80s classics. We had to switch this up just a little bit. I thought Marlon would do better, but he did not. But that's okay. We still love him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is now time for Toast to Wisdom. Oh, yeah, Sippers. It's that time of the episode where the Toastmaster himself, Mr. T.J. Jones, gives you the Toast to Wisdom. Pay attention. Pull up your cup, the drink, and let's get some sips. All right. Um, I want to say a lot of this, uh, what I'm about to say instead, comes from the show for today, man. Uh, Marlon, we really enjoyed you on here, man. So, thank you, thank you. A real man nor woman is not defined by another person's perspective. They are defined by the morals and principles that produces in them the right actions they know that they should be. And I say that for this because a lot of times we see a lot on social media. And women, and I have to call women ladies on this, you do this the most. Not all of you, but a lot of you do. You post a lot on what a real man is and what a real man should be. Mm-hmm. And I very rarely see a man post on there about what a, a real woman should be. But some things that stated in those posts are true, but it's not for you to define who that person should be, okay? Uh, what you may want is defined by those things right there, but a real man and a real man is not defined by those posts and those things within you like that. They're defined by who they are, their morals and principles that make them the person who they are. And also it shows in their actions because those morals and principles that they see and live by will be in return they will do the things that they know they should be doing. Yeah. The right things and the wrong things. They'll stay away and refrain from. You know, so I'll read it one more time. A real man nor woman is not defined by another person's perspective. They are defined by the morals and principles that produces in them the right actions that they know they should be. Yeah, I definitely um, have a distaste for people who try to tell me what a real man is. So like, I know for, without a shadow of a doubt right. that I'm a real motherfucking man. That's right. And when someone tries to tell me, oh, well, you don't, you don't do this. You don't, well, you know what? I'm defining my own relationship. Mm-hmm. And whoever decides to be with me, she's going to get a, a great man, mm-hmm. right? But you don't get to dictate who I am based right. on your false belief exactly. of 1920s mm-hmm. perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, real man is a man who pays all the bills. Like, they're like, oh, well, you know, men aren't like granddaddy no more. I'm like, well, granddaddy... In 1920s, mm-hmm. could afford to take care of a whole house. Mm-hmm. Grandma wasn't working. Her main response, mm-hmm. her main bill was groceries mm-hmm. and uh, and milk. Mm-hmm. Right now, women got hair weave, nails, feet, car note, cell phone. Uh, it's like so you want me to pay all these bills, even though you already making a, you had a good come up. Mm-hmm. No, like we're gonna find a partnership. I want a partnership. Right. Like I want to develop a partnership with someone who we can define our own. Uh, rules for our relationships and that is what makes a real man and a real woman right. not something based on other perspectives you get mm-hmm. to, you get to dictate your own rules mm-hmm. about a, what a real man maybe that's what a real man a real woman is to you and if that's not what that guy is that's okay right but don't try to tell with the world that he's not a that real he's man. not a real man because right. he doesn't fit your mold right and you know I, I say i put that out there also because i remember when i was younger i had different uncles of mine who were players big players and they always say, said, a real man have this amount of women and do this and do that. 
but it never really felt good in me to be that way. Yeah. And like I said, when I was, I had to grow up out of those, those fallacies, those little false points that was in, put inside of me. We all had to grow up a lot of those things because a lot of those things may have fit back then because that's what those men did then. Yeah. Instead of making a real man, right. it made them a man for that generation, for that time. And as I grew older, I was like, these things don't feel good inside of me. And I had to look at myself morally, the principles inside me, the ethics inside me, and also say, you know what? I got to be true to me and that my actions also show through that right there. And that's what I do. All right. What about you, Anything you want to share, Marlon? Uh, just piggyback on everything that's been said, you know, seems that today we want old school values with new school fallacies and it's a struggle to find balance mm-hmm. in, both, in both of those mm-hmm. such a struggle man that is a that is, that's so so true man like as a 38 year old man trying to do it right mm-hmm. it is a struggle to find the balance between what Women say they want from the old school combined with what they say they want from the new school. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do enough of this, it's the issue. But if you don't do enough of the new school, yeah. it's the issue. Right. So I just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna live my life my way. Mm-hmm. Either it's gonna work for somebody or it's not. Well, a lot of people they just want those things that benefit them. Right. When when it benefits them, that's when they want to a man should do this because it benefits me, basically. And they're not saying that verbally, but that's what they feel on the inside. But then they don't, when they don't want to do certain things, when it don't benefit them, they don't want that right there. Like you said, the key word is balance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Sippers, let's move into what's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish? So, uh, Marlon, so what's your ish basically could be anything that this week that you've really been feeling, that you've been doing, that it could be a favorite restaurant, it could be a favorite drink, it could be a favorite meal, it can be a book, it can be a TV show, anything that is your ish right now my ish right now is this music i've just been on my grind um and one of my goals for 2019 was to put some music out and hit the charts so i'm I'm very excited that you're on your way bro you're on your way for that as of today my radio campaign starts so coming up next for me i'll be at in washington dc july 6th at the chateau remix um, which I'm very excited about because that's going to be a history-making moment um, for the Chateau in itself. Um, from what I've done research-wise and look back on the establishment, the owner passed away um, some months ago, and there's new owners now, but they've never had a jazz artist to perform at the Chateau Remix. So I'm very excited about that to where I'll be a part of history to be the first jazz artist to perform there, so I'm excited about it. If you're in the D.C. area, the Tri-State of the D.C. area, come out, look it up, Eventbrite, um, A Night of Jazz with Marlon Boone and Sienna Alida, July 6th, 5 to 9. Tickets are available on Eventbrite at A Night of Jazz. Y'all be looking out. Marlon Boone coming. We're looking for, hey, do us a favor, please. Let us, keep us um, up on whenever your dates are. You'll be um, performing here in the uh, Tampa, St. Pete region, so forth. Like, We would love to sit here and uh, share that with our listeners, and I'll definitely support you in any way that we can, man, okay? You can definitely find me every Monday at the Jazz House Supper Club. Um, it's on the patio, no cover. Um, just a nice evening, wind down, come. The food is great. I didn't know just you was out a, there. A, a good chill time. Where is that located? It's out in Brandon now, right? It's in Brandon now on 60 um, Adema Drive, um, right there at the Clarion. Okay. Um, so every Monday from 7 to 10, again, it's out on the patio, nice chill vibe, um, relax. Ain't no certain dress code, you mm-hmm. know, just come out, hear some great music. 
Um, I have my compadres with me there. Okay. Um, female singer Sienna Alita, Andre Lewis on keys and vocals. Nice. Guitar player um, Floyd Lewis, um, which all of us are a part of the City Groove Band. So definitely come out and check us on um, Monday, Jazz House Supper Club, all right. 7 to 10. All right. Who gives you the most love, Tampa or Orlando? It's a battle. Tampa or Orlando? Orlando's one of our big uh, listening areas. I just, I'm curious. When it comes to the most love, um, that's really hard to say because, again, with the streaming live, for those that do follow me, mm -hmm. Brazil, South Korea, oh, that's good, um, man. China. Well, we uh, ain't talking about them Negroes. <laughs> We're talking about Tampa and Orlando. No, ta 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 Tampa definitely supports. It's, it's just, you know, I don't think people realize how big social media you know, yeah, the platform helps. is and it, yeah. and it actually helps mm -hmm. you know be, me being a I want to say up and coming artist but me being an up and coming name mm -hmm. um, out there in the music industry just you know the social media live man it has really been a huge platform for me to really get myself out there mm -hmm. um, Tampa has always shown me love I mean I've been performing here in Tampa since 2004 mm -hmm. um, so I've gotten a lot of love from Tampa but my hometown, uh, Pahokee, Florida, West Palm Beach, you know, it's always much love down there in Miami. Yeah. Um, I have followers in Atlanta, you know, the West Coast, which has a much larger smooth jazz market. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it just all depends. If you really That's look at the, the, the numbers, it would it would be scattered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be scattered. In the wrong. I would just put you on the spot. T, what's your ish? <laughs> My ish, especially after yesterday. Well, after this past week, man, um, like I said, I had a lot that I was doing for school as well as with my clients also. And I needed me a mental break. And my ish for anybody is, is when you find yourself dealing with a whole lot of things that week, take the time for you. We definitely need our own self-healing, man, and take a mental break. Whether it's a couple hours, whether it's a whole evening, mm -hmm. relax. No computer, no social media, no cell phone. Just put on some of Marlon good old jazz right there, man. Seriously, lay back with some good old drink. Some of this a good Sugar Land shine and chill for yourself. It's well deserving. I'm, I'm hoping Marlon's gonna leave one of these mason jars. That butterscotch, that butterscotch. That's pretty good, man. So my issue this week is uh, reading books, man. So a few weeks ago, I purchased three new books to read, and I'm on book number two. Um, it's called Keepers of the Garden by Dolores Cannon. And for a while, I got I gotten away from doing any type of reading. I probably went. Sad to say, I probably went a year or more without reading any kind mm -hmm. of uh, books. And those who know me know I love self-help, self-reflection type books and uh, and, 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 and fiction. Mm -hmm. um, but after getting my, my life coach certification a few weeks ago, I decided that, man, I really need to just get back into reading. And so um, reading re really does allow you to get immersed into what the story, of, story or words are about. It takes your mind away from life and oftentimes... It does make you feel good, mm -hmm. and uh, I was re reading to see if there were any kind of benefits to reading, right? And so I was surprised to find that it says there's ten benefits of reading, and one is uh, mental stimulation, two that it is, is stress reduction, three it gives you knowledge, mm -hmm. right? Because how yep. do you increase your knowledge if you yep. if you're not reading? And so. Uh, Four, with, uh, vocabulary expansion. So being able to, I love playing words with friends, so reading definitely helps with um, learning new words. Um, five, it actually helps with memory improvement, um, they say. 
They say that it's also stronger analytical thinking skills, improved focus and concentration, tranquility, and free entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things that I've really been enjoying this week. Actually, the last few weeks, but I just chose it this week to give a, a huge focus on it. Get back to reading. Pick up a book, man. Uh, I know Elle's really, in, she's really into the, the e-book, so she doesn't really um, do the, the paperback. But something about having a paperback book in your hand, having the paper in your fingertips mm -hmm. that just takes you away mm -hmm. from everyday life. And so go to, go to Barnes & Noble, go to your local bookstore, pick up a book, and just read it, man. And take time away from social media, like TJ said, away from the TV, mm -hmm. and give yourself some brain power. Yes. All right, guys. Hey. I don't really have anything else. We got a final sip? No, final no, sip good. off today's topic. Go ahead. Just be you. Yes. Do you. Allow the person that you're with to be them. Mm -hmm. Do them. And you work, make it work together. Sounds that's, good. That's a good point, yes, man. And the, the word that I've heard a lot throughout <laughs> this table today around this topic is the word of acceptance. Mm -hmm. It sounds like most men... Um, I'm, I'll go on the, on, the, on the ledge and say that I think women too mm -hmm. accept the people for who they are. Mm -hmm. Don't try to change them, right? If they want to evolve and elevate themselves mm -hmm. and you see ways to do that, help them. Mm -hmm. But at their core, who they are at their core, either accept them or move on from them. That sounds good. Definitely. All right. All right, guys. It's been, I really enjoyed the show. I got to yes. say this nice. And I mean, we definitely miss L, but it's good to bring a full man's perspective for everybody to and share. And actually, we want L to sing and do an all-woman show also one day. Yeah. So, I like you know, we'll be in the all, back. All you know, we'll be supporting show. them also. Deb, support them and everything, you know. But Marlon, great to have you up on here, bro. It's a really been a pleasure. What's man. your social media? How can they find you on social media? On IG, you can find me at Marlon B. Sachs. Facebook, saxophonist Marlon. And Twitter is Marlon on sax. That's okay. what's up, man. Sippers, right. we want you to have a happy 4th of July. As, as When you hear this on Wednesday, it will be July 3rd. July 4th is on Thursday. So please be safe. Have a great one. Party hard, but be safe. All right. Holla. Holla. Holla.